Hello and welcome to the Change with Him, a real raw redeemed podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Picard. I'm so excited to be here with you today because uh, this morning I had such a beautiful experience of connection with God in the stillness and the perfectness that is frustration, that is life, that is all of its glory. And I'm so excited to share that with you. This morning, my daughter asked the question, while she's on the toilet, of course, going pee, isn't that <laughs> the bathroom shower while we're going to the bathroom is such a place of contemplation. And I don't know if you've experienced this. My guess is yes, that whether it is yourself or someone that you love has done that. We leave the bathroom door open and we and we, we want to connect. We just want to connect all the time in all the ways and all the places. And it's funny because I often am myself sitting on the toilet talking to God, praying, <laughs> like talking to him in conversation with him or with others. We leave the door open and we shout out, right? Because we're programmed, we're wired. That is the way that God built us and made us and created us is to experience connection through relationship, asking questions and contemplating. And her question was one of great contemplation. This morning, she's sitting on the toilet, door open wide. Mom, why does God not always answer us? And I said, oh my gosh, isn't it incredible to witness the lie your mind believes? And she looked at me like, huh? That was not the answer. So as she looked at me like, huh? And I could see the cogs and the wheels spinning as she was thinking, that's not what I asked you. She said, no, mom, why does God not always answer us? And I said, isn't it interesting to witness the lie your mind believes. He does. Just like I just did. And she looked at me like, no, you didn't. And it, it, it's just, it's amazing. So I want to share with you where this came from. So this morning, uh, we're getting ready. She woke up and uh, last week she was in a ceramics class. It's summertime and summertime. Our schedule is always moving and changing and rearranging and altering. It's very, very different from the, the schedule that we have during the school year because she's got this break. She's got six weeks off and now she's in camps and, and now going different places, different days, different times. And, and everything is rearranged and everything moves and shifts and transforms and rearranges. And that's how life is. That's how life is in the various seasons of this beautiful gift and experience called life. And this is no different. Nothing is no different. And in all of it, we get to experience all of him, his mercy, his grace, his love, his glory that he's constantly pouring in our lives. A lot of times we miss it, just like she missed the answer to that question. So to rewind and give you a little bit of insight, my my mom and dad got divorced in fifth or sixth grade. My mom dated another guy for a couple of years. I was okay with him. And then she married him and I wasn't okay with that. And I wanted things to go back to the way that they had been. I wanted mm -hmm. things to go back to, to the way that I wanted them to. My plans for my life, you know, go back, marry my dad, and we can be a family and be happy again. And I don't like this change, right? How often do we experience that we don't like this change. We want it the old way. We want it the way it used to be. 
And it's all a reflection of him. God came to change things in and through his son, Jesus, changed everything, transformed it, flipped it over, turned it around inside out. And it's almost like sometimes it feels like we're doing the hokey pokey and we're turning things about. We're supposed to be like, hoorah, that's what it's all about. Yeehaw. And it's not, it's not a yeehaw. Like this is super fun. I love this dance. It's like, I want to go back. I don't want to dance. I want to sit in the corner with my, with my hands down my pants. And sometimes it feels like that. So my mom, my stepdad, my stepdad, very creative, very artistic, very expressive, very imaginative. He can have and hold a vision and then he can create the vision and see it brought to life. And he's done this in so many different ways and so many different forms of, of expression and creation. He's done it with woodworking. He's done it with with painting. He's, he's recently done it with, he's done it with gardening. He's recently doing it with ceramics. And so he's really enjoyed the expression of creation through ceramics. And yesterday we had a beautiful conversation about the humility of asking for help. Even when other others perceive that you don't need help because they're like, wow, you're good. You've got it. You don't need help. And he said, there was an area that I was stuck on and I couldn't get it. And, and the teacher came over and she's like, oh, you've got this. Oh my God, you're so good. And he said, but this is what I was working on. Yes, I get it, but I don't got this. And I, and I realized the power of asking for help. So he's been loving creating the most beautiful pieces with clay and ceramics. And so he enrolled my daughter in ceramics classes. And last week was her first week and she's just loving it. And the things that she's created, she created a toothbrush holder. She created a mug with a cross on it and a rock as the foundation of the cross. And she's created a, a cupcake and, and she said, look, I got to scratch and attach. And she's learning all these phrases and all these creations and gets to express this vision and this imagination that she has and holds in her mind. And it's absolutely amazing. So this morning, like all mornings last week, uh, I, my intention, my plan, our plan was for me to drop her off at my mom's house and my mom was going to take her to ceramics class and pick her up. And then I would pick her up this evening and the plans that we had went a different way. That's often what happens. Our plans that we have go a different way and we don't like when they go another way. And then we say, God, why do you not answer me? And that's not the truth. So our plans this morning were for me to drive my daughter to my mom's house, my mom to take her to ceramics class, and then I'd come back and I'd see her later because that's that's the way that things have been. That's what we've been doing. That's what we were used to. A lot of times something happens in a different way, in a way that we're not used to, and then we get upset. So my daughter's taking her sweet time this morning to get ready, <laughs> like all six-year-olds do. She's on her own timeline, right? I'm like, come on, let's go. We're going to be late if we don't leave now. We're not going to make it on time. And she says, mommy, that's not true because it starts for me when I get there. Isn't that what you say? Isn't that true? It starts for me when I get there. And I'm like, oh gosh, girl, why are you so wise? <laughs> why do you constantly give me a dose of my own medicine? Yes, that is true. And I think a lot of times we hold on to the story of things that are not true. We allow our mind to believe lies and then we get frustrated in that. And and so I said, yes, okay, let's go. So she gets stressed. She wears a long, a long shirt. It's actually a nightgown. It goes down to almost her knees and she's not wearing underwear, my daughter, of course. And And she's like, mommy, look at this. And I'm like, my love, you got to wear underwear and shorts. Come on. Like, let's go. I'm starting to get irritated and a little bit frustrated. And she's like, I'm going to wear overalls, duh. And so she lays her overalls on the ground and then she starts to put them on. And I'm like, okay, like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Right. We're going to be late. We're going to be late. And 
the funny thing is that we're never late. And I think a lot of times we project that onto God and we're like, God, you're late. Where are you? Why are we not going? Come on. We got to go. We got to go. And and the truth is everything's happens perfectly on his timeline, in his timeline, in, in his way, in this perfect way. And we project our human experience of being late with things onto his godliness of the perfect timing of things. And I got to witness myself sitting with that this morning. So my daughter comes downstairs after she's done getting dressed and we're about to leave. And she's like, mom, this is itchy. And I think, Ugh. <sighs> and she says, okay, never mind. I guess I'll just suffer and be itchy all day. And I said, honey, you don't have to suffer and be itchy all day, but you're the one that chose to wear that. So if you want to choose something else, go choose something else, but understand what you choose to wear is your choice. You have a decision to make. And if you're going to choose to decide to wear something different, do it quickly because we need to leave soon. And I'm thinking, okay, rush hour, morning traffic. I got to get you to Baba's. Bobby, you got to get into Baba's car. And Baba's got to get you to the ceramics class so we can be there. It starts at 9. It's like 8.25. And so I said, I'm going to wait for you in the garage. So I go into the garage and she comes back in, all happy, totally changed in a new dress that was put on backwards. And, and then she says, but mommy, I need to pee before I go because they don't have a, a bathroom there. And I said, well, yeah, you should go before we go. So in my mind, take a breath. <sighs> oh my gosh, let's go. Right. I was already starting to feel the irritation, the agitation, the frustration, because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not the plan. The plan was that we would have left by now. And uh, right. I created the story in my mind that we're going to be late. You, you can't be late. Like you really can't be late. So that's the story that's in my mind. And before I go into the garage, she goes into the bathroom and then she's asking me the question, mommy, why does God not answer us? And I said, isn't it interesting to witness the lies that your mind believes? And she looks at me like I'm crazy. And I said, honey, he does. It's us that doesn't listen to his answer. And she looked at me like, huh? I said, so let me tell you and, and this as, as a story in a way that maybe you can relate to. Say that you ask me, right? You, Mommy, can I have a cookie? And, and then you, you remember, right? Like you give a mouse a cookie. Remember that book? And then you think, well, if you give a Gabby a cookie, she's going to want a glass of milk to go with it. So let's pretend, let's imagine, let's use our minds to create, to experience, and to imagine that we're at Baba's house and I'm there and you're there. And you ask me for a cookie, mommy, can I have a cookie? And, and then immediately you walk into the other room before you stop and wait and listen for my answer and you go ask Baba for a glass of milk because you're thinking, well, if you give a girl a cookie, she's going to want a glass of milk to go with it. And so you go into the kitchen immediately after you ask me the question before waiting and listening to the answer and you're already onto something else. You have left after you asked the question and didn't wait for the answer. And you go into the kitchen and you ask Baba for a glass of milk because your plan in your mind is that you're going to have cookies and milk because it sounds like a great plan but you don't stop and wait and listen for my answer. And then therefore you tell me I didn't answer you when he asked me something. But what if I did? Because I always do. Every time you hear me, I listen and I answer you. And that's the same way that it is with God. He always hears us. He always listens to us and he always answers us. Sometimes it's us who walks away or who doesn't stop and wait to hear the answer to the question we're asking. 
So what if you walked away and you just thought, okay, I like this plan. It's a good plan. It's a good idea. And I like it because it's what I want and I want it now. And so you leave and you don't wait for the answer. And what if my answer is no, because I, I know that we're, we're getting close to dinner. We're going to have dinner in an hour. And if you eat the cookie, you, you then, then you're probably not going to want or have room for as much healthy dinner. And because I love you, I want good things for you. I want you to be healthy. I want you to eat a healthy dinner. Maybe my answer to you is wait, you can have the cookie, but you need to wait until after dinner. Or maybe the answer is just no, because you're asking and you already had one or two whatever it is. So I always will answer you just like God always answers us when we ask him a question. But sometimes like in that situation, you leave before you've received. A lot of times we leave before we receive. And then we say, you didn't answer me. You left before you received the answer. It wasn't me that didn't answer. It was you that didn't listen. And the same thing is true for God. It's not him that doesn't answer. It's us that doesn't listen to his answer. Does that make sense? You were so excited to get what you wanted now that you left and you didn't stick around and wait to hear the answer. That's how we are as humans. You went into the other room and you asked Baba to get you a glass so she could pour you some milk. It's the same thing with God. We ask him questions and he always hears our questions, but we don't always wait to hear the answer. And it was incredible <laughs> connecting with her and sharing this. So we have this contemplation and then we're driving. And my plan was to drive her to my parents' house, drop her off, and then you know come home and, and do my thing and then go pick her up later. And we get on the entry ramp onto the freeway and they're, they're stopped. And, and this is an entry ramp where when it's rush hour, they have, you know, an alternation of who can go. We all got to take turns, just like in kindergarten. You alternate and take turns and play nice. Red light, green light, red light, green light. And there's one and the other, one and the other. One cart goes when it's green and the other stops when it's red. And then we alternate and, and when, then we sing Kumbaya and we go about our day. But the both ramps on the entry were stopped. They were both red lights. I don't know. I couldn't see the lights, but I knew I was stopped. And I'm frustrated because now it's 8.30 and I'm like, oh my God, we're going to be late. <sighs> and then I look, coming down the center aisle is a, a motorcycle cop with red light, blue light, red light, blue light. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And then I have this moment of awareness and realization. Oh my gosh, I wonder if there's an accident up there. Look at me, so busy, so ready to get where I desire to be. What if someone got hurt? I said a little prayer for them. God, if anyone is hurt up there, please, to please take care of them. And then I realized, and I said out loud to my daughter, oh my gosh, we need to thank God for this, that we're stopped. And she says, huh, why? Because she could sense that I was frustrated that we were going to be late. I said, because we're stopped. God is keeping us here. He's got us here right here, right now in this moment. He stopped us here to possibly prevent us from something happening up there. If there was an accident, that could have been us if we were in a rush. And I was instantly brought into the present moment of it all. And the way things go, the way things are, a lot of times we're so frustrated because we're in a hurry, we're in a rush, we're, we're not where we want to be, desire to be, think we should be in that moment at that time. And the realization that we're always right where we need to be 
in the perfect time because it's his time and it's divine. I thought, oh my gosh, we're missing out on these moments, especially when, when we're in such a rush, we're not making time to be in relationship with him. But because I, I make it a priority to be in relationship with him in close proximity to him every morning, every morning, every hour, talk to him constantly. I get to experience him consistently. And even in the frustration of being stopped at a red light, the ability to have a conversation with my daughter through contemplation, experience his wisdom coming through, that it's not always him that doesn't listen, that doesn't answer, it's us that doesn't listen. And we had this beautiful conversation this morning about that, like this divine wisdom that comes through and is always present, is always available, is the constant and consistent. Are we tuning into it and plugging into it? So we get to the... I, in that moment, I make a decision. You know what? I'm going to tell my mom, hey, we're, we're not going to come by. I'm going to take my daughter to ceramics class. So don't worry about us. Can you just send me the address? And so she does. And I drive her there. And I've got my dog in my arms because I planned on just dropping my daughter off at my mom's house and then turning around and coming back and having my mom take her. So I've got my dog. And in my head, I'm worried. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going to Oh, they're not going to let me take the dog in, but it's summertime in Arizona. So I'm not going to leave him in the car. So I got to carry him and I didn't plan for this. So I didn't bring the leash and oh my gosh, what are they going to say? Are they going to let me go in the building or not? They're going to yell at me. And there was one time that I went to Walmart after a long hike and I needed light bulbs. And so I had my dog in my arms and then the guy, the greeter stopped me and yelled at me. I was like, ma'am, is that a service dog? And I was like, no, it's not a service dog. I just need light bulbs. It's not a service dog. You can't come in the Walmart. And I'm like, ah, so frustrated. And so I was already projecting the story and this plan of what was going to happen that I was going to get kicked out and I was going to be able to drop my daughter off. And she's like, mom, just come on. So we get there and she runs in. So I, I walk in after her and I've got my dog in my arms and it was just pure magic the pure essence and the pure presence of God's love and his creativity, his vision and who he is and what he does. Like a complete representation of all of his goodness and his glory and his grace this morning. It was so divine. So I walk into the studio with my daughter with the dog in my arms and there's there's a woman there just smiling at everyone as they walk in the door and an older lady that comes up and is like oh my gosh your little dog he looks like a deer and I said that's so funny we go up north with him a lot and there's a lot of deers up there and every time we see a deer we say look Theo it's your mom and so we were laughing as she petted him and and my daughter runs over and today's the day that they get to paint and she's so excited to paint and all of the pieces that all the children had made and then brought out of the kill the kiln and they're on the trays and and my, my daughter sees hers and she's looking for hers and she's like, mom, look at this. This is my toothbrush holder. And this is the cup. Where's my cupcake that I made? My scratch and attach. And she's learning all of these things that the creativity and the expression of the artisticness. And I'm just experiencing that this is God. He's creative. He's expressive. He's artistic. And he loves the connection. He loves all the people that were in that room and, and experiencing the honor and the glory, the beauty of who he is. A week ago, these people were complete strangers with her. And my daughter runs up to one of the girls and just wraps her arm around and gives her the biggest hug and goes, mm, like squeezes her. She was so happy to see her. A complete stranger a week ago. I'm like, that is exactly what God does. We can be a complete stranger to him, but he runs up to us and he wraps his arms around us and he hugs us. And he's like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. Aren't you so excited? Look what we get to do. This isn't the end. 
And there's a beginning and an end and a beginning and an end and the beginning and the end. The beginning of the creative process was just a giant lump of clay. And then the middle of it was the the holding the vision and seeing what you want to do and getting to create it too. And then and then that was the end of that. And then you had the beginning of putting them in the kiln and then the middle of it and they're being fired. And then the end of it when they're completed and they're done being fired and taking them out of the kiln and then beginning to putting them on the tray and then they get to paint. In the beginning of the painting stages and then the middle once it's painted and then and then the end where they get to put them back in the kiln. And all of life is this beginning, middle, and end. It's this expression, this creation, this holding the vision and seeing what it is that you desire to create and experiencing yourself through the creation of it. All of it. I was like, oh my God, you're everywhere. God, you're everywhere. You're in the ceramics room. You're in the people that are coming in and greeting complete strangers with a smile and a warmth and a love and kind words and thoughts and the excitement of what's to come. My daughter's excitement of what's to come. And she's showing me, mom, look at my mug. I'm like, I love it. My love, it's beautiful. Look at the cross and look at the stone on it. The cross on the solid rock and the representation of God. I'm like, oh, you're everywhere. You're so, so good. Look at the good things you're doing in and through my daughter. Look at the representation of you through her and through everyone in this place. This entire studio filled with artists, with people creatively expressing and creating, seeing something in their mind and using the tools that you've given them that they have access to, to create an expression of you, to create a cup, a cup to create a cupcake to scratch and attach and to learn new words to express all of that and to express it with joy and excitement and connection. Father's Day is coming up this Sunday. My daughter's dad has not been in her life. I don't even call him a father. And I tell her, honey, you have a heavenly father. You have an earthly dad, but you have a heavenly father. And and it's called Father's Day. And I know it's a lot of uh, pain for a lot of people. And that word, and I have another episode called Daddy Issues. It goes deeper into this. My daughter was so excited to paint one of her pieces to give to her dado on Father's Day because he has showed her the way. He's been so kind, so loving. Their souls have been connected. My mom and I talk about this all the time, how our souls are connected. My stepdad's soul of creative expression, artistry, constant desire to create, to express, and the love of it all and the process of it all. And yesterday he told us a story about how he was stuck on something and frustrated. And the most humbling thing he could do was ask his teacher for help when all the other students in the class were the ones asking him for help. And he said, yeah, isn't that interesting? Because I was able to give and receive help, but I had to ask help. A lot of times in our in our culture today, help has become a cuss word, a bad word, a word we shouldn't say, a word we feel embarrassed for saying. God has called us to create, to explore, to express, and to imagine. We're the ones that stop ourselves from that when we stop ourselves from asking for help. And we live with the lies inside of our mind. Why does he not answer me? And the truth is he always does. The truth is it's us that often stops listening for the answer, turning away too soon, walking out of the room, and then getting mad and projecting our human experience onto him. He always listens. And he gives us a beautiful gift, ability to create, to explore, to connect. 
the beginning, the middle, and the end. And the beginning, and the middle, and the end. And the beginning, and the middle, and the end of this beautiful expression of life. And I got to witness and experience it this morning through my daughter getting ready, through a conversation on the toilet, through the change in plans, the way that plans were different than what I previously held as a vision in my mind. It was going to be this way. It was going to go this way. <sighs> through it all, he is here through it all. And in this simple morning, I got to sit with him and see how great he is and how he's always there. The smile on my daughter's face as she bounced into the ceramic studio room, the smile on the woman's face as she got to scratch my dog's head, connect with him. The relief I felt when no one said anything about having a dog in a studio where I had previously projected my past Walmart experience of rejection, not being allowed in. I wanted to be allowed into Walmart to get what I needed. And I think a lot of our church hurt and our religious hurt comes from that. We want to be let in because we need certain things. And with us, we're carrying certain things. And I know a lot of us, myself included, have gone through this. We're carrying certain things. And then it feels like there's someone standing at the door that won't let us in with the things that we're carrying. That time that I was told I couldn't go into Walmart with my dog in my arms, experienced rejection. You can't come in here with that. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I can't leave this. I can't leave this behind. I can't leave this in the car. I couldn't leave my dog in the car when it's 100 degrees outside. He could die, even if I was in there just for a minute. And a lot of us, I think, experience that same relationship with church. I can't leave this. I've got to bring this with me. I don't want anything bad to happen to it. And we try to go somewhere like, like the building called church, and, and we're bringing all that stuff with us. And then, and then we experience rejection. You can't come in here with all that stuff. You can't come in here holding that and carrying that. Who do you think you are? And so we experience rejection. We turn away, and then we're hurt. We never want to go back there. That was my experience with Walmart, and I projected that this morning. Even though that was experience in the past, they're not going to let me in there with that. They're not going to let me into the ceramic studio with my dog in my arms. And it was an experience of past perceived rejection. And I think a lot of us project that past experience of perceived rejection onto the church and onto religion and onto God. I experienced this God, in, God this morning in a conversation with my daughter while she was going pee on an entry ramp freeway and being late, quote unquote. <laughs> Even though my daughter reminded me of the wisdom, we're right on time and it starts when I arrive. Oh yeah. Whew. And then going in and seeing the absolute pure love and joy on her face as she got to share her creation, share her expression, share her artistic abilities and skills. And God has gotten to share those with us through the life that we live, through the relationships that we have. I didn't go to church this morning, not the formal physical sense anyway, but I experienced the true pure love and joy of God's essence and presence this morning through just a couple of experiences that took place over about an hour. He's always with us. He's always around us. He's always in us and through us. And if we 
will understand the truth about that and who he is will experience so much more of it. He's our defender and he's our redeemer. He's our protector. And he's always with us. It doesn't always have to be in a formal building called a big C church. There's an understanding. And when we open up our hearts, our minds, our bodies, our souls, and our lives to him, we get to constantly experience him in his time, in his ways that are so much greater and higher than our time and our ways. And that's the true essence of who he is. So will you let him in? Will you see the truth? That he is always answering. It's us that's not always listening. And those diversions sometimes divert us and lead us to contemplation, connection, creation of new ways, different ways, better ways, expressive ways, artistic ways. He's the ultimate creator, artist, an expressor of love and joy and peace radiant connection having strangers become friends just like the hug that my daughter gave that girl open arms just full of love embrace acceptance being in a room full of creativity every room you walk into you're in a room full of creativity and the expression of god's love through each and every person If you don't have that relationship with him, I invite you into going into the most incredible relationship of your life. And he won't force you to. He simply invites you to invite him in and understand the answer to will you come in if you listen is always yes. So ask him into your body, your mind, your heart, your soul, your life today and let him do what only he can do and watch him completely transform you. I love you guys and I'm praying for you.